naturally Granny Keto, welcoming you to my podcast, Chew the Fat with Granny Keto. On my website, grannyketo.com, I have a page called Granny's Table with all my favorite keto recipes. I hope this podcast makes you feel that you are sitting at Granny Keto's table just chewing the fat. Discussing this and that, sometimes the science of keto, sometimes chatting with guests, sometimes just talking about the week's adventures, grandkids, how a recipe turned out, or challenges and victories, keto and otherwise. But always friendly and casual, and welcoming you into my home. Pull up a chair and sit a while. So I just wanted to say that today, we well, first of all, we've been working with Amy and Chris for a few weeks now, but today on this podcast, we're just working with Chris. I use the editorial we a lot. I apologize. I am working with Chris because um, he's really honing in on uh, keto. On the last podcast, um, Amy talked about why she's happy staying with step one and she wants to learn other things along the way just as a support for Chris but right now we want to just concentrate with Chris so Chris um, let's talk a little bit again about your trip you had said you put on a little bit of weight but then you took it off I mean what what was your whole experience in terms of weight gain during your trip and what what sort of kink did that put in your your uh, progress that you wanted to make yeah so i mean th- i knew exactly where I, where i gained the weight and um i knew you know and i thought seriously about every time that i ate basically a croissant or a pastry or a piece of bread or a sandwich um i thought every about every time i had a, i had a big glass of beer and i and i realized that um that that was bad but um and so what I would do is I would try at some of the other meals to, to go keto. And, um, you know, it's the, the goal with keto is, is not so much to lose weight. It's just to reduce my mass. So um, I'm having problems with my knees. And, and um, I'm especially having problems with my knees when I ski. So the goal is to go keto reduce the amount of weight that I have, reduce the amount of stress on my knees, and also to increase my aerobic capacity because I have a big ski trip and most of the skiing is at eleven to 12,000 feet. Yeah, so the goal is to, to, to lose the weight, um, so to, ha- to be aerobically a little bit more fit because I'm carrying less weight at, um, you know, 8, 10, 12,000 feet. And uh, also to put less strain on my knees as I'm skiing these uh, fairly steep runs in deep powder. So the those are the goals, um, and that's the goal. And and that also is a constant reminder every time that I like cheat or I diverge from the keto area, and and it keeps me it keeps me focused because I know. Um, how much more I'll enjoy it if I stick to keto. Exactly. And when is this trip? This ski it's trip? the beginning of March. 
March. So we're talking the whole month of February at least. Uh, but then you have a trip. You have your trip to England in the middle of that. So that'll be that ski trip in March will really be an incentive to be a little more careful in England than you were in Scotland. Exactly. Okay, so what I'd like to talk to you about is when we started this process a few weeks ago, um, it was just general keto information about, you know, cutting the carbs, uh, moderating protein, and eating higher fat. And I think that if you didn't have this specific goal um, of, your, of your ski trip coming up, if you didn't have the specific goal and you said, well, I'm enjoying eating this way, and if I lose another 10 pounds by summer, it'll be enough and you know that sort of thing but I think because now and I probably should have asked about specific goals at the very beginning um, that now that we're talking about a specific goal I want to hone in a little bit on what you're eating and most people who do keto who have been keto for a while have heard the term macros and we talked a little bit about it in the last podcast um, not extensively but I was talking about alcohol being the fourth macro your macro are the food groups that bring energy into your body so the first macro is carbohydrates and that is four calories per gram of carbohydrates then protein which is also four calories of car of four calories per gram of protein and then your third macronutrient is fat and that is nine calories per gram of fat so it's double the density of more than double the density of the protein and the carbohydrate now the thing is is that with the fat your fat doesn't raise insulin it is the one it's it's sort of a I don't want to say metabolically dead. That is absolutely not true. I just mean to say that if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, carbohydrates will raise your insulin and insulin is your fat storage hormone. As long as insulin is high, you cannot release fat from your cells. And so if your insulin is high, you will remain overweight. So the trick is to bring the insulin down. Protein is not quite neutral, but if you stay in a moderate amount, and we'll define moderate in a, bis in a minute, but if you stay in a moderate amount, you get what your body needs, your muscles need, your cells need to repair itself, and there's not a lot left over. If there's a lot of protein left over, there's a process called gluconeogenesis, which is just what it sounds, making new glucose. So what happens if you have a lot of protein. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like, oh, I ate a big steak. So it's like I ate a chocolate cake. It's not, it's not an instant thing, but a buildup of too much protein. What happens is your liver can't do anything with the protein. So what it does is it starts converting it into glucose and that's the gluconeogenesis. So that's why it's important to keep protein moderate because if you overdo protein, you just got you're just going to have too much glucose in your body. And fat doesn't affect insulin. So you're better off eating fat than an extra, an extra piece of steak or an extra. I mean, if you need the steak for calories or you need the steak because you're hungry and you need it for energy. But I'm just saying that if you get done with your meal and you just need a little bite, maybe 
take a piece of fat off the steak and enjoy it. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So we're going to work with macros. But I also want to say another thing about macros is you actually did very well before we even, like even today you said to me, what's a macro? So how much weight did you lose before your trip to Scotland? How much weight had you lost in just the few weeks of us working together? I lost six pounds. Excellent. Excellent. And so the thing is, is, and my sister-in-law, I think I told you this, this off air is my sister-in-law said, Oh, I'm going to try keto. And she lost 12 and a half pounds in two weeks. And I said, well, what, what are your macros? She said, what's a macro? I says, well, what's a macro? Then you must, then you're not doing keto. And, and she ran out and she got the urine strip. Sure enough, she's producing keto ketones. So sometimes you don't have to get crazy about macros. Sometimes just really being aware of your carbohydrate intake and not overdoing the protein. And you're a little bit hungry. So you add butter to something. And sometimes that's just enough, but measuring macros is sort of the gold standard of keto. Like if you really want to lose that weight and you really want to, you know, change blood sugar numbers, if you're pre-diabetic or you're diabetic, um, or you have something else like PCOS or a fatty liver or whatever, then I would say do the gold standard of measuring macros. The first couple of weeks we worked together, it was just you know, when you were still working along granny transition steps, you were just working. I think the first week it was just to get all the sugar out of the pantry. And, and you know, the second week, maybe stop eating apples. And, you know, we, we were just going slowly, slowly, slowly. But now that you really do have a weight goal, let's let's talk about macros. So in these few weeks we're working together, are you having any trouble getting your fats in? Like, what are your sources of fats that you're having? Um, no, I'm not, I don't think I'm really having trouble getting any fat. Use butter. Um, I will typically eat, you know, I will eat the fat off of, um, bacon and steak. I will add cheese to my food. I will, when I want a snack, um, I will eat, eat nuts. Um, and, uh, I'll often have nuts before I eat dinner, um, so that I don't think that's a huge problem for me. I will occasionally put sour cream on top of um, something, you know, on, on in a soup or something. And um, so I've looked, you know, for fats, especially positive fats. Um, and uh, so it, I don't think it's been a big, big problem. Okay. So do you eat avocados and olives? Do you put oil on dressing on salads? I mean, do you have those kind of fats also? Yeah, I cook with a lot of olive oil. Um, mm -hmm. I like adding olive oil to my food. Um, I really like avocados. Um, nice. I probably have um, at least two or three avocados a week. Um and uh, when I can and when they're available. And so, and, uh, I, eat, I will take, um, some, some spinach and fry that up just a little bit in butter. I will slice up a ripe avocado, put that on, and then I will have the egg on top of that. And that so sounds that, good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, okay. Let me address a few things in your choices of fats. First of all, nuts 
are very, I'm, those of you, you're listening. So the people who are listening can't see, but I'm making air quotes around dangerous. Uh, the thing with nuts is that they are very, very easy to consume and they don't just have the fat. There are also carbohydrates in them and they're also um, protein in them. And the carbs on nuts is amazing. My, we just found a really, really nice peanut and I looked, I wanted the carbs and I you know, sometimes I come to these podcasts and I'm not as prepared as I'd like to be. Uh, I'm going to look up, up nuts in my little fingers. We're talking, but you got to be, you have to be careful. Let me just look up uh, peanuts, natural peanuts, pe- uh, oil. There is three point. Oh, this is what I was looking at. Like there's like six carbs in maybe uh, a couple of tablespoons of peanuts, or if you're eating cashews, whole roasted cashews, two tablespoons, which is nothing, uh, 5.6 carbs. You know, you're just gonna you're just gonna be careful with the nuts. If you can't pass nuts, and this is for anyone listening, if you can't pass nuts without just putting and a handful, I gotta tell you, a handful is like a quarter of a cup or three quarters of a cup, and these measurements are for two tablespoons. Uh, but you really like nuts and you don't want to give them up. What I would suggest is get like little snack, the little snack baggies, which are like the half size of sandwich bags, and put in a couple of tablespoons or even put it a quarter of a cup and and be aware of what you're getting from it so a few nuts during the day and a few nuts before dinner and i mean you may have reached your carb count which we'll talk in a minute uh, about carbohydrates but you got to be aware of that and your choices of sour cream and cheese and i've encouraged that and i'm not going to unencourage it but be aware also dairy products have carbohydrates in them. So sometimes unless you're getting a pure fat, like an oil or butter or the fat that's on a meat or, um, or you know, something like that, it's always a combination. And so what you have to be careful of are what else am I getting? It's usually not the protein. It's usually you're getting something with carbs along with that sour cream you know, along with the fat and the sour cream and all. So on the fat, I just want to backtrack on fat because people are the most scared of fat. I mean, look how many years we've been cubbied holds into fat-free diets. And the fear of fat is, oh my God, it causes heart disease and your cholesterol will go up and, and uh, you know, you're going to die from this fat. I've been keto and I am granny keto for two years, more than two years. And I will still eat something. And my husband looks over at me and he's incredibly supportive, but he will still say to me, aren't you afraid of eating that much fat? He's not as concerned when I put oil on a salad or I eat an avocado, or I eat olives, but when he sees me go for the fat on a steak, or he sees me go for the butter, or he sees things that are normally not allowed on a diet, he sort of, he gets worried about it. And the thing is, is that the science has 
has shown that it's the carbohydrates that cause inflammation in your body. And the inflammation is what causes heart disease and the blocked arteries and all of that. So I'm not going to go into that right now, but I'm just saying that's the basis of people fearing fat. So I'm really happy that you don't have a problem with fat. Uh, Just be aware that some of the things, especially the dairy and especially the nuts, just be really careful of the carbohydrates that also you are getting. And one thing about fat that has nothing to do with counting it, but it's the smoke point of olive oil. Uh, You probably shouldn't cook with olive oil when the olive oil is being heated. A safer thing would be avocado oil. The smoke point um, is higher. And by smoke point, like when the when the oil begins to smoke, that's when it's starting to oxidize and that's when it starts to become not healthy. So avocado oil has a higher smoke point than the olive oil. So olive oil and nut oils like walnut oil and hazelnut oil, those should be used cold like on salads um, or if you're tossing something with it and just maybe heating something up. But actually what goes in the frying pan, um, just be careful, just be careful with the olive oil. Maybe maybe use butter, coconut oil, avocado oil, that sort of thing. Okay, so do that. So it sounds like you're getting a lot of good fat, so we're not worried about that. Um, now, carbohydrates, you haven't actually... Oh, I shouldn't speak for you. Have you been counting carbohydrates or just in the back of your mind you're eating low carb? Um, I've been eating low carb. I, I haven't been counting carbs. Um, so, no, I'm not counting carbs in the sense that, you know, how many grams that I ate. I'm sensitive to carbs in that I've limit, tried to eliminate sugar. Uh, reduced pasta, reduced bread, um, reduced grain-based products. Um, in terms of, I've reduced the amount of fruit. I don't really eat very much fruit. I eat a lot of uh, spinach, um, either you know fried up um, or in salads with. Um, and the salad dressing that I prefer is is my wife's Amy's uh, salad dressing, which is just uh, rice wine vinegar and and olive oil. So, or okay. I and I also have some salads, salad dressings that are are sugar free, and that um, are blue cheese, which is really good. Which is really good. Okay, so. Let me say you, first of all, you have done a great job because I know what you were eating before we started and you did cut way back. I would say that you probably are in the lands of low carb, but nowhere near the lands of keto. Okay, so it depends which amusement park ride you want to go on. Um, And what I mean by that is that, and you are not alone with this. It's like, I'm not having bread. I'm not having sugar. I'm not having pasta. um, I I cut out most of the fruit. This is this. You have now entered low carb. But when we talk about doing keto, we talk about 20 carbs total. All right. Some people can eat 30, as some people can eat net. And the net is 
the carbohydrate counts minus the fiber. So if you eat something that's six carbs, but it has two grams of fiber, that would be four net. But in that case, I still would only stick, stick to 20 net. And 20 net usually is about 30 total. So you're still not going very high. Like I said, a couple of tablespoons of peanuts is um, six carbs right there. Uh, your eggs, a couple of eggs is a carb. Um, your vegetables are carbohydrates. They're good carbohydrates, but carbohydrates nonetheless. Um, your cheeses all have carbohydrates. Some of the very high fat cheeses like brie might not have uh, carbohydrates, uh, but the carbohydrates are coming from everywhere. And I don't know whether you've totally have you totally eliminated fruit except for berries? Or are you still having fruit once in a while? I know you like your mandarin oranges and your apples and all. Yeah, I've pretty much eliminated. Um, I've pretty much eliminated fruit except for berries in whole fat yogurt. Okay, whole fat. Let me just let me. I was going to look up fruit. I was going to look up berries. I was a little surprised that. Berries actually um, also have a lot of carbohydrates. They're allowed. They're they're allowed in very limited quantities. And the thing is, is that they have phytonutrients. The berries do, and so they're okay for you. Let me look up blueberries. A half a cup of blueberries, fresh, ten point two carbs. That's half your carbs for the day. Okay, even if you were to count net. There's two grams of fiber in blueberries. So even if you were to count net, that's eight carbohydrates right there. Uh, a quarter of a cup of peanuts is about 12. That's your 20. Okay. Okay. So you just, you, you don't realize how quickly that they add up even without even without the pasta and the bread and the sugar and the legumes and all of that sort of stuff, everything other than just straight meat, like a steak, okay? I mean, even eggs have carbohydrates. Uh, scallops have carbohydrates. Uh, you're just going to be, you're just going to be careful. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And like I said, um, what I would do with you now, I don't want to make you crazy with digital trackers, but what I would do is for one or two days, that's all, one or two days. I think, I think people are successful when they are aware, okay? But if you're not even aware, how are you going to, how are you going to do what you have to do? So for a couple of days, I would just even keep, unless you want to do a digital tracker, there's plenty out there. There's my fitness pal, carb manager, lose it, chronometer. They're not all absolutely 100% correct. But if you're talking about just plain foods, they're good. You can put in USDA, USDA blueberries, and then you'll get the calorie count from the, the carb count from the USDA. So what I would do is I would take two or three days. Obviously, now I'm saying three days. I was saying two days. I would take a few days and I would hand write what you're eating. Okay, and then look up on calorieking.com just gives you the nutrient. It's like looking at a food label on the back of a box. It gives you it gives you the fat and the carbohydrates and all of that sort of stuff. You can get your nutrient information or 
Um, listeners can't see, but I have here Dr. Atkins' Carbohydrate Gram Counter, which is just a tiny little book. And you just open it up and there's, there's all the information you need. So you can look it up on a small booklet or you can look it up on Calorie King or whatever. And I would just say it's quite an eye-opener, quite an eye-opener, okay? Um, after that, if you choose to weigh and measure and track, that's your decision. But I think just opening your eyes about certain things is going to make a big difference, it's going to make a big difference. Now, the yogurt, and we talked about this on an, one of the earlier podcasts, that there are carbohydrates in yogurt. I buy full-fat Greek, and it says six carbohydrates. Some people don't count any carbohydrates because um, they say in the fermenting process, the lactose gets eaten up. Um, I don't go that far. I split the difference. So on a yogurt, and we're talking plain, nothing in it, I'll split the difference. So I'll take three carbs from that yogurt. If I had diabetes in, or a fatty liver or something more serious than um, just wanting to correct the things that I want to correct, I would count six carbs. And then you'd have to say, is it worth it? Okay, so you just have to be aware that carbs are in everything, Chris. And that's where that's where a lot of people just start. And they just they eat their protein and they they eat their fat until they're satisfied. They don't worry about it, but they at least keep their carbs to 20. So do you think it would be overwhelming to figure out? everything i would you be would you would it be enough of a, an assignment just to just to get that awareness of carbs or do you want to get into protein and fat also here no i think i i think the short-term goal for the next like one to three days is just to you know for the weekend and into monday is just track how many carbs i'm eating and uh or and and basically take the guidance that you've already given me, like um, the fact that, you know, half a cup of berries is 10.2 grams or 10.2 carbs. That, you know, that makes me realize that um, maybe I don't want to spend those carbs in that, that way. So Exactly. You just got to think about it as money. I mean, those carbs are gold. They're gold in your pocket. And you want to figure out, I spend my carbs on my coffee. Um, I will have, if I have blueberries, they were just on sale at Whole Foods. So now I'm eating blueberries. But I'll have a quarter of a cup with maybe a tablespoon of two of yogurt. And I'll put in uh, maybe another one to two tablespoons of um, chopped up walnuts. Oh my God, that you don't need large quantity for, for something like that. It's really, really delicious. So I spend a lot of my carbs on dairy. Um, I have a sugar-free uh, barbecue sauce that I use that's like maybe one carb per tablespoon or one per two tablespoons. But by the time I use a little bit of the bottled products, um, and I don't use a lot of stuff from bottles and cans, but I do use a sugar-free relish and I use a sugar-free ketchup. And I know when Amy went through the pantry, she 
she started getting some of the sugar-free things. Or maybe I want, um, we got some beautiful um, handmade mozzarella. So I made a mozzarella, um, a caprese salad. Salad. Well, there's carbs in those tomatoes and there's carbs in the balsamic vinegar. And, you know, this is where I'm spending my carbs. And so that's what you really should do is just see how you're spending it. And I want to want to make sure on that rice vinegar that's Amy's recipe that it's not the seasoned rice vinegar, which is absolutely so delicious you could drink it from the bottle. If it's just plain rice vinegar, then it's the same as any, well, I was going to say the same as any vinegar. I would have to look that up, but at the very least, make sure you're not using seasoned rice vinegar because that's, that has sugar. Even the light one has too much carbs in it. So I think if you do that, and then I just want to jump a little bit to protein, not talk about it as much as I just did with carbs. Uh, but we, we talked at one of the other pro about one of the other podcasts about men are usually comfortable with 80 to a hundred grams of protein. And there's a way to figure this out, you know, uh, 45 grams for the first five feet and 2.3 for every inch over 10 feet and then multiply that by 2.1 I mean there's all sorts of stuff going on but I I resist that because I don't believe we're calculators we're not machines we're not calculators yes it's good to have a ballpark and I think that if you can rein in your carbs then doing ballpark protein and fat probably will be sufficient so are you aware of what's considered a serving of protein? So I, I remember what, Miriam, I remember what you said about protein. You can't eat as much protein as you want. You want to basically confine yourself to eating a piece of protein about the size of a deck of cards. Is that right. correct? That's correct. And two or three eggs could be a serving um, two to four slices of bacon, along with two to four slices of bacon, if that's what you want. Uh, scallops, like I said, scallops have carbs, figure one per scallop. So six or six to eight large scallops at a meal would be good. Shrimp don't have carbs, um, but they are protein. They're, the seafood lean protein is really loaded with protein because there's no fat taking up the composition of it. So if you're having seafood or you're having fish on a regular, when I say a regular diet, like something like Weight Watchers, they would rather have you eat an eight ounce piece of fish than a three ounce hamburger. But with keto, it's almost the opposite because there's no fat in the density of that fish. So it's very high protein. Uh, but if you eat something like sardines or, or salmon or whatever, you're getting, you, there is fat in that profile. So you don't get as much protein, a lot of protein, but not as much. So you just want to stick to that. You don't want to shortchange yourself with protein. I mean, you really don't. If you want protein at every meal, go ahead. Make sure it's generous uh, when you are. And a generous, um, let's say a three-ounce hamburger, if you took a soda can and you looked at the circumference of that burger and maybe it was a half an inch thick, that would be about three ounces. You don't want to eat that little. 
Okay, you really want you really want. And this is the other good thing about not tracking, but writing down for a few days, like you may take a hamburger and it's like it's like a little thing. But you thought it was because of all all the dieting nonsense that's thrown into your head. A little tiny hamburger the size of the top of a soda can might look enough. But you can look at that and say, hey, that's nothing. That's not even three ounces. So you want to make sure that as much as you want to make sure you're not eating too much, you really, really want to make sure you're not eating too little. You probably a lot of people struggle keeping their protein in line more than keeping their carbohydrates in line. But you seem to have a really good head on you. And I don't think that protein is going to be your issue. Just make sure that when you are skiing or walking or doing anything like that, don't shortchange yourself on the protein. Um, 80 to 100 grams. And I just want to say this, that the weight of something, 80, let's say let's say 30 grams of protein when you put it on a scale and it weighs 30 grams does not have 30 grams of protein. The weight, the weight gram of something is different than the composition gram of something. Okay. And that is because the, the, the hamburger will have some fat in it. It'll have the meat in it, and it's a whole different story. So just, sometimes when people have when people have trouble with protein let's say a female was given a limit of 50 oh female a woman is given a limit of 50 and she puts a you know a hamburger on the scale and it's like oh my god it's 60 grams of protein and she thinks it's too much and that's all she's eaten every day so just be aware when you do this tracking stuff chris you'll see when you put in the weight it's not going to be the pro, you know, the grams that you're eating. So just be aware of that. So 80 to 100 is pretty generous. You're going to, you might be full on that. If you're not full on that, chances are it's more habit because maybe you are used to huge posh portions. But in terms of nourishing your body, that, that probably will be sufficient. So you seem to know what a serving of protein is. I think you're going to be fine. Um, and fat, and we already talked at the very beginning, we started that you're okay with fat, but let's talk about grams of, of fat. And here we are again, a gram of fat is nine calories. So you, you, it's all this measurement. It's, it's, you know, all this stuff that's, you know, you, when you say nine grams of fat, you're actually talking 81 calories. So don't think it's just nine. I, I'm mixing myself up. Amy and Chris have got to stop me when I start talking math, but gives you a lot of confidence in my coaching ability. But usually when I talk, I have a calculator next to me. But the point is, is if you're having 80 grams of protein, the usual ketogenic number on that is you usually eat one and a half to two times. So you should be eating comfortably up to 160 grams of, pro of fat. Okay. And we did the math. We did the math on that. Oh God, I'm doing math again. All right. So let's say, let's say you have your 80 grams of protein and you decided to do one and a half fat. What does that give you? 120? Yes. 
Okay, so 120 times, and I have a calculator, so I'm not going to make a mistake. See, this is why I say if you learn how to do this instinctively, I mean, you don't want to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. Okay, so that's 1080 calories and eight times and 80, 80, 80 grams of protein and 20 grams of carbs is 100, and those have 400 each, so that's 400. And that comes out to 1,480 calories, which is not enough for you, Chris. So rather than overdo the protein, be a little more generous with the fat. Okay. Did that math make any sense? Yes. Okay, so I'm not talking total gibberish. But this is the thing. So, so you, so you get the point where I don't want you to have to walk around with a calculator in your pocket and your digital tracker in your other pocket and figure this out. We are not machines. We are not meant to be run by calculators. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have some awareness. So I love that you're going to take uh, keep track of carbohydrates. But I want to say one. One more thing, not just maybe to you, but to the listeners and talk about net carbs. You should only count net carbs for natural food. Okay. That means if your dish and if your, if your nuts, let's say have six, six grams of fat, no, six grams of carbohydrate and two grams of fiber it's okay to count that as four okay but if you go and you buy a container of halo top ice cream and the serving has 42 carbs and 40 of those are fiber because they packed it with crap that gives you fiber and then the package says one serving two net carbs That's not what I'm talking about when I say net carbs, okay? So don't get fooled. All this production of low-fat, you know, low-carb ice creams and low-carb protein bars and low-carb juices and low-carb this and low-carb that, there's ways to put in fiber that doesn't change the taste of things. And so the manufacturers add, it's not fake fiber, but really, you shouldn't be eating this stuff. If you want to subtract your fiber from the carbohydrates when you're eating nuts or you're eating your spinach um, or something like that, be my guest and do net. Okay? But don't fall for the trickery of products. So that's, you know, that's just that. So, Chris, if you want to hit the gold standard, what I would say is do 20... I was going to say 20 total, but I have like a hybrid model where I take, and this is on my, this is on my YouTube videos and it's on my website. So if you, you come to any of my media, you'll see it. And that's where you take the total carb, you take your total carbohydrates of all the foods you're eating, but with things like leafy green vegetables and maybe even your blueberries, when you're talking about fresh produce, it's okay to count those nests add them to the total, okay? And then work in a number between 20 and 25. So you're not, you're not, you're not, 
strangling yourself with just total, but you're not giving yourself enough rope to hang yourself with net. You're sort of combining the two, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, and one last thing I'm going to say on this, Chris, if you want to, if that hybrid thing is just like, what the hell is she talking about? If you just do total, okay, but take your leafy green vegetables, take that. A lot of people will say when you get into spinach and lettuce and above ground vegetables like celery, uh, things like that, they don't even count them at all. So you more or less have to find what's comfortable for you. And so you may just say, hey, listen, I'd rather just I would rather just count total instead of getting into this whole when do I count net and when don't I count net? You count your total and enjoy your salads and enjoy, you know, your leafy green, enjoy your spinach, enjoy all of that. Be aware, garlic, a carb, a clove, ginger, a carb per inch piece so if you do a lot of season because don't forget they're like root vegetables they're the same as if you're eating potatoes people don't think of that but these are under these are tubers so if you're seasoning a lot with garlic and ginger just be aware throw in a couple of carbs when you figure out that dish okay so anyway uh, this this was a lot for for one episode and it was maybe a lot to to process my takeaway here is you're going to watch carbs in the vicinity of 20 okay you're going to be aware of protein and you're not going to fear the fat and for now you're just going to eat your protein and your your fat as comfortable and you've also shown that you're really good at not at not eating when you're not hungry so I don't think you're going to have a problem with overeating. Okay. Okay. So do you have any questions with all this? No, I'm good. I, I really appreciate all the guidance um, relative to to carbs and fats and, and where there are hidden carbs, especially in the nuts. So I'm going to be extreme. I'm going to be much more careful about um, how much berries I eat, how much uh, f whole fat yogurt. And also, you know, about carefully measuring things like berries and nuts and, um, and being aware of what the carb count is there. Right. And I think that this awareness is probably going to be just enough to carry you through. And this is the way I feel with a lot of people who understand, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pig out on stuff. I'm not going to eat if I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat the chips. Blah, blah. I think just being aware of this and I and I really have high hopes. I really have high hopes that you're going to you're going to get to the goal weight that you need to be for your skiing trip. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm I'm confident as well. So thank I think you. so. I think so. Because look at the weight you lost when you weren't tracking all of this. Right. Now you're tracking it. You're really you're going to really watch some weight loss on yourself. Anyway, listen. Thank you very much, and um, I'll talk to you next time. I can't wait to hear hear this. There's more to progress than what's on the scale, but since you do have a spe very specific goal in mind, I can't wait to hear how how you're doing on our next visit. Great. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume teach you about keto?
I would ask that you leave a review on iTunes to get the ball rolling. Also, be sure to like my Facebook page, Granny Keto LLC, and visit my website, grannyketo.com, especially to sign up for Dancing with Keto. I also have a YouTube channel with informative videos that you might find a little different from other channels. After all, have you ever seen a belly dancer in costume? teach you about keto.